Welcome back everybody, Andrea Eppolito, part two of our series. So I get this very commonly asked question, how did you get started? How did you do this? What is your origin story? I share it and the response that I get almost unilaterally is, oh my God, that's amazing. That's so inspiring. Can you tell me what I should do? And I kind of have to laugh because it's such a broad-based open question. What should I do? I have no idea, my friends. I don't know anything about you. And so typically when I get these things of like, you know, I don't know what to do next or what should I do or how should I get started, I typically respond and say to them, okay, listen, it's obvious. First of all, congratulations. You have found your passion. It's such a big deal. Just knowing what you want to do and knowing how you want to do it is huge. So congratulations there. Next, I say, I, it's so hard for me to give you specific advice because I really don't know anything about you. I don't know where your education is. I don't know what your experience is. I don't know if you have, you know, if you're working full time, if you have kids, if you're single. It's there's 101 variables, and I don't want to give somebody bad information. But there are a handful of things that I think are universally important. So, and so what I say to everybody is this, now that you found your path, now that you know that this is what you want to do, the first thing I think you need to do is really figure out why. Why have you been drawn to this industry? For me, it was very clear because people like us do things like this. Because in life, when things are hard, you need things to look forward to and you need things to look back on. And because I got to see firsthand at a really pivotal, poignant age, the value of turning a moment into a memory and how that can absolutely change someone's life. And so for me, my why was very clear. But are you trying to get into this? Because, well, OMG, I planned my own wedding and it was so much fun and I just want to do it all the time. That's not a great reason. Are you doing it because you love the art side and so you really want to be more of a designer than a planner? Are you doing it because you love logistics and you like running teams? Are you doing it because you want to own your own business and work from home? Are you doing it because like as of today, it's kind of sexy. It's a great fun profession and every time I tell somebody that I'm a wedding planner and an event designer, they're like, oh my God, that's so much fun. Like is that, what is it that connects you and your purpose to this passion? So the first thing I say is you really need to figure out your why because that's going to help guide you into your niche. That's going to help you narrow the scope of, I want to be a wedding planner. Okay, well, what kind, where, why, how? It Once you know your why, it really helps you get very clear about the type of business that you should be running. The second thing I think you need to do is come up with a client avatar of some sort. In a perfect world, who do you work for? And who do you work with? And what kind of work are you doing together? Before you go out and come up with a name and start anything, you need to A, know who you are, and B, know who your client is. Because you're cre everything that you're creating, you're doing for another person. This isn't about you. This is about the end user. This is about the client. This is about the mother of the bride, the father of the groom, the sister, the uncle, the cousin, the couple standing there. And so you need to really be very, very clear about who exactly your work is for. 
And then once you know that, if no matter where you are in this industry, if you've been doing this for five years or if you are just stepping your toe in, education is the constant. Education is the one non-negotiable. This is the must. This education is going to save us all. It's the thing that is going to pull us into the light. It is going to help us legitimize this industry and it is going to give you that edge over everyone else because the more you learn, the more you see, the more you're exposed to, the more you learn how to think, the more that you question, the better you'll be. And so I do you need a college degree to be a wedding planner, to be a photographer, to be a florist? Absolutely not. No, you don't. But I'm 43 years old and I've been in business for a long time and I'm really proud of what I've built and I still go and audit classes at colleges. Why? Because the more I know, the better I am. So do I think you need a four-year Absolutely not. I don't. Do I think that you need a two-year associate degree? Not in event planning, but I definitely think that having a sense and an understanding of business is helpful. Do I think that you should go to, uh, I, I don't even know if I'm allowed to use the name, but there are a bunch of like, you know, nighttime colleges or like, you know, eight to 12 week courses where you go and you sit in a classroom, you have a bunch of guest speakers. And then at the end, you get a piece of paper that says, congratulations, you're a certified wedding planner. Um, no, I don't think you need to do that either. I think you need to know yourself and be self-aware enough to say, how do I learn best? If you are somebody who can read and take things in and process really well, then I think that you need to spend your time reading blogs reading books, and kind of writing things down and taking notes very old school style. If you're somebody who is an auditory learner and you can listen really well, then podcasts and YouTube, those two things are your friend. You want to listen to all of those. I think you need to be an eternal student of the industry. Find a handful of people whose work you love. And you need to dedicate yourself to looking at everything they do. And not just looking at it as in like, oh, that's pretty, move on. But take the Instagram photo and break it down. Study it. How many items are on that table? How many textures are in that ceremony? That's an interesting song. Why did they use it? I wonder what made the bride wear that. How come the groom had his dog there? We keep seeing this woman and I want you to go in and really don't just look at it as a piece of art. Don't just appreciate it, but study the work and then do the same thing for people whose work you don't like. If you're looking at something and you're like, I, there are some people who I greatly respect, who I truly admire, whose work doesn't resonate with me. And I look at it all the time trying to figure out why. What is it about this incredibly detailed, beautiful production that has so much personal attention. Why don't I connect with it? Because understanding what you're drawn to and why, and understanding what you're not drawn to, understanding what you cannot get behind, these things are really important. Because when you start doing your own work, you need to be able to sit down and be crystal clear about the things that make sense for you. You need to be able to, to know when you're faced with a project, 
this is something that I'm drawn to and that I'm good at, and this is something that I don't enjoy. Because otherwise you're taking everything, and you're like throwing spaghetti at the wall, seeing what sticks, I'm here for the pay. It's, it's never going to work. So if you can be very clear about what you like and what you don't, what you want to create and what you prefer not to see, that will help you going back to your client avatar. It's going to help you when you're doing the work, be very consistent and develop your own style. I 100% think that everybody out there should be taking online courses. You know that I have them. You know that I sell them. This is not a plug for them. We've done that enough. But if I, I literally had a four-year degree from a very prestigious university, UNLV and Cornell, every single year are neck and neck in terms of being the best hospitality school in the world. I spent 20 years with the Las Vegas Strip as my lab. I worked in it. I opened hotels. I opened restaurants. I opened nightclubs. And yet sitting in front of that computer with the blank screen and the little cursor, I didn't know where to begin. I had no clue because nobody teaches you that. I didn't know how to be how to be resourceful in terms of getting things that I needed. I didn't know anything about borrowing dresses for styled shoots. I didn't understand how you go out and you you make these relationships. And so back then there was an online education, but there is today. And so today I'm a member of the BBC Collective. It's the Business of Being Creative Collective. Every single week I get on that think tank and I talk. I have an annual membership to Masterclass, which is that online series where different people from different you know industries come in and they teach you. And I have spent hours watching people teach me how to cook. I mean, Gordon Ramsay taught me how to make a Chateaubriand the other day, and Chris Voss taught me about hostage negotiation. And I'm still trying to practice with Bobby Brown about how to do the perfect smoky eye. Why? Because I know things now that other people don't know. I have resources and I have ideas and they come together in weird ways, but they spark connections for me that other wedding planners in Vegas, in the country, in the world don't have. Because every time I sit down and learn something, it teaches me how to think in a different way. Every time I sit down and I say, huh, I want to learn how to be an Instagram influencer. Is that ever going to be my job? No. But did I take three classes to learn and understand it? Yes, because the psychology behind it is fascinating to me. The way that these men and women are able to literally get paid just for living their lives is so interesting. And when I have clients who are influencers, it helps me understand them so much better. Let's call it what it is. It also helped me get branding deals and influencing opportunities and campaigns that I never would have had. How many other people take these classes? I am committed to reading typically three books a month, at least one, but more often than not, three. I have always committed to taking at least one online course every month. The truth is I spend an embarrassing amount of money on education. I typically will take, right now these days, I'm taking about two. But these online courses are spectacular. Why? Because you are being taught and educated, not by some guy who 20 years ago, once upon a time, used to be a sales director at, you're being taught by people who are in the trenches. And that is so important. If you're going to learn from somebody, you want to learn from somebody who is doing it with you. You want to have peer-to-peer education. There's enough theory out there. You want theory, go to the library, get a book. But you want to be, you want to 
teach and you want to learn in a room with somebody who's right there with you because that's where the cutting edge education comes in. That's how you get what's happening today. That's how you get the top of the line, most actionable pieces of advice because they're of the minute. I'm not interested in reading theory from somebody who hasn't actually had a job in this industry in the last 45 years or in the last 10 years, or I'll be honest, even in the last five, think about 2015. The world was a different place. If the last time one of your educators actually went out and had a job where they were paid to deploy their skills in this industry was five years ago, you have the wrong teacher. And I will stand by that forever. You have to practice your craft on a very regular basis in order to be able to teach it because it's the only way that you can stay sharp. It's the only way that you can stay clear. And it's the only way that you can give people the value that they deserve. So read books, listen to podcasts, take online courses. I do not think you need a four-year degree. I think if you want it, it's fantastic. My mother really wanted me to have it. I'm excited and proud of the fact that I was able to do that. I got my degree. I literally walked off stage, walked over, handed it to her. I was like, this is for you. That mattered to her. But I have never once lost a client because I didn't have a degree because I didn't have higher education. Nobody, not one couple has asked me, where'd you go to college? Like, unless it came up in conversation while we were having lunch, but that's never a question that has come up in an interview. People want to know that you're smart. People want to know that you're savvy. People want to know that you're timely, that you're paying attention to pop culture. They want to know the things that you believe in. So find something to believe in. And talk about that. Work to make the world a better place beyond your postage size stamp of where you live. If you are a spectacular event designer and you love puppies, then go and volunteer to raise money the next time they have an adoption gala. If you love children and you are super great at logistics, go and work with kids on an after school program. These are the things that your clients care about. And so, if you're asking me, what do I do? I think you need to find three to five people whose work you admire and you need to study it as if you were you were taking the bar. I think you need to find two people whose work does not resonate, but that who are still very respected. And I think you need to figure out why. Be very, very clear about who you are as a human being and as a person on the planet and why you are doing this and then use those things to create a client avatar. Who is the absolute perfect client for you? Once you have those things set up, it is your responsibility. You must go out and learn absolutely everything about this industry. And because it's a living and breathing organism, because it's changing all the time, you are required to invest in your education. Education does not mean college. It could mean podcasts, YouTube, books, courses, conferences. Engage was absolutely, utterly life-changing for me. I go back twice a year. Why? Because it's that good. Because it adds that much value to my life and to my business. Because the relationships that I have there mean so much for me. And because every time I come home, I come back better than I was when I left. This is how you educate yourself. So if you are a brand new novice and you are looking to say, oh my God, I loved your origin story and I really want to do this, what's next? 
That, my friends, is what's next for you. That is what you should do. If you have any questions, I will, of course, link to my courses and to my books in the bio. I will also make suggestions in the the details here in the text of other places that you should go and things that you should look at and consider because I think, like I said, education is the thing that is going to save us all as a collective community but it is hands down the biggest thing that is going to move the needle in your business and legitimize you as a person. Next week for the third part of our series, maybe not, I might not hold it back a week, maybe we'll do it early, but the third podcast about this is going to be once you've asked and answered these questions, once you're in a place where you are absolutely ready to go, how do you approach a person that you would like to be mentored by. If whether it's me, if it's somebody else, how do you approach somebody that you want to work with or work for? What is the best way to develop that relationship and how is it that that people like me like to be, we'll call it solicited, but how do how do we like to be approached about interns, education, teaching, and work experience opportunities. So until then, I hope that these are super exciting for you. I hope that they're helpful, celebrating life, luxury, and above all else, love. I will talk to you guys soon.